It is Wednesday and it's super nice outside. I hope that you've had a chance to, to step out and enjoy the weather. Um, and it's a coincidence, right? Like I'm, I'm walking to another meeting um, and I'm tired. Um, I'm actually really tired. It's hard to have three kids. You'll one day learn that maybe. Uh, and that wears me out. And it's a blast and a lot of fun, but they, there's only so much wrestling and parenting I can handle. Um, I'm tired. This, this whole year has been really weird for me. Um, just as it has been for you, I'm sure. Um, you know, even today we'll, we'll the chat briefly a little bit about, um, idolatry and, and it's, I'm um, getting in my car now, driving to a meeting. So I hope I don't get in a wreck while I'm talking to you. Um, that would be a weird podcast. But this is, uh, you know, we're talking about I, I, idolatry, and I have just learned that in the past, um, I have made myself really, really busy because I really, really like when you think that I'm put together, um, that I know my stuff, that I know what I'm doing, and... There are a few things within our UF that we have that I'm able to kind of hide. I'm able to pretend to help you believe this lie that I know what I'm doing and I'm in control and like I've got my stuff figured out. Um, and all of those things this semester, I feel like, are just kind of stripped away. So um, I feel super exposed. I uh, and also have had to come to grips with the idols of my heart um, by the grace of God. Um, have gone through the furnace really this this semester so far. I've had more people frustrated with me and critiquing my inabilities and my weaknesses than ever before. And that's really hard, but also really amazing because I've learned, um, thankfully earlier, as I'm only 31, better than later, that I live for the approval of man. And I'm willing to work myself to death in order to get it. Um, and this year, like my prayer this year, and it was prayed over me would be that I would lead in my weaknesses and God's answering that prayer. And I've slowed myself down and slowing down is terrifying. Um, this it's come with a, an emotional avalanche of, of really kind of dark and depressing thoughts. Um, and in a lot of isolation and just feeling utterly worthless. Like, what am I doing? Um, so there I am and uh, going to talk to you guys about idolatry. We're doing a four-part series through this uh, series called The Unhurried Life. Um, usually we do a series through books of the Bible, um, and we'll do that next time. Um, but with just the uh, difference of this year, we're going in four, we're doing three different four week series. Um, so next, next series, we'll do the four chapter book called Jonah. And uh, right now we're doing this series called The Unhurried Life because I've been convinced this summer, I've been convinced over the past couple of years, both in what I've read, what I've seen in my own experience, that the cultural epidemic is busyness that we are so busy and to be busy to be in a hurry is to be someone who cannot and does not love well 
And so if we're created to be lovers, to be people who love, um, but our busyness uh, takes us, strips us away from loving others and loving God as we were created to be, um, designed to be, then, then, then um, we've got a real epidemic on our hands. And, and so today we're, we're going to chat briefly um, in part two of this series. Last week we looked at um, how we were created for rest and then today why we resist the rest. Um, and, and the next week, the invitation into rest. Okay. So today the, the, uh, we resist the rest. We resist it. Um, and here's the idea that you're going to talk about in your quads. And that I want to, I want to say to you, we resist the rest. We, we resist this life of, of, uh, slowness because we love being busy. We love being busy. We might not actually love being busy itself, but we love what busyness gives us. We make idols out of these things. There's a, a passage in, um, there's actually several different passages that have kind of shaped the way that I've, I've thought about this. One is Isaiah chapter 44, verse 9. It says, essentially, woe to you who fashion these idols. They are meaningless. Um, you, you work, you labor, um, you put your delight in these things and they repay you with nothing. You hear what he's saying? The prophet is, is saying, Hey, uh, the Lord is speaking through the prophet saying, Hey, you put all of your heart's desires and your efforts and your labor into these idols and they repay you with nothing. Man, that's so familiar for us today. We put all of this effort into staying busy. You know, if I were to ask someone, hey, you want to get together tonight? Nine out of ten people would either not respond or they would say, no, I can't. I'm too busy. If I were to then ask, well, why are you so busy? Oh, well, it's because I've got all the schoolwork to do. Oh, why didn't you do the schoolwork earlier today? Oh, well, um, because I had this other thing I was I was connected to or this other group I had to go be a part of or another commitment I had, or I had to go do maybe even good things. I had to go do this other mentor program or, or whatever. Oh, okay. So why are you so involved? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. At some point we could press people enough. Um, you could press me. I could press you. We could, we could examine each other in, enough in a, in a challenging and a loving way and get to the point of saying, hey, I think that you're busy because you like what it gives you. I actually think busyness gives us a sense of worth. To be busy is to be somebody. You know, most of us live by the mantra that we are what we do. And so we do a lot of things. So we, we're busy to give us a sense of worth. We're busy to give us a sense of purpose, a sense of identity, a sense of accomplishment validation from others. Maybe maybe one day we're, we become busy so that we would earn a lot of money and have a lot of money and, and be successful and be maybe even famous or be um, yeah, highly thought of. We, we put ourselves and therefore, the, and therefore other people that are in our circles that we otherwise could be loving well, we put all of these things on the altar. We sacrifice our own self-health for the sake of something else, we carve this idol 
whether it's control so that we feel this sense of control of our life or this identity that we want others to have of us or that we want to have for ourselves, or the sense of worth, we, we will ruthlessly work towards that so much so that we live constantly in the busyness. So we are busy because we love it. You are busy because you love being busy. We got to just name it, right? Typically, Typically, we, we speak of that word like it's some sort of derogatory thing of, oh, sorry, like I'm, I'm busy. Oh, well, that's actually not derog- like you, you want to be. You like it. You like being busy, and so do I. I love the past few years. I have loved being busy because to be busy is to be on top of it, and to be on top of it is to feel like I have control, and to feel like I have control is to feel like I have power. And to be busy is to give me a sense of value and worth and identity that you might look on me and think I'm competent in what I do. So I busy myself. Okay. So what do we do about this? We're going to talk more about this invitation from Jesus next week. Um, but we, but we've, we've, we've got to, we've got to do something about it. Okay. And, and the thing I want to get across is that, um, if we're busy because we love it, and if we are creatures who are lovers, um, then we have to love the right thing. We have to love the right thing. We have to set our minds and our hearts and our affections and our emotions on the right thing, and that is Jesus. You know, there's a there's a um, a, a hymn, and I'm, I don't have the lyrics in front of me, but it talks about how the only thing that will purge its the power of of idols from in front of us is. to be captivated by the beauty of Jesus, to be captivated by the beauty of Jesus. You know, there's the scene in the Lord of the Rings where I love Lord of the Rings. I'm I'm a, I'm a nerd like that. Um, Where right at the beginning of the first movie, Bilbo Baggins is having this encounter with Gandalf. Gandalf is, you know, Lord of the Rings is is a Christian, so much Christian narrative behind it. That's infused and, and driving the fuel of the movie. Um, but Gandalf is this is the wizard, but he's this kind of godly figure. And um, Bilbo has this ring, and this ring is power and control, and it and it enters them into this land of the, like this invisible land where where it's really this euphoric experience, and and Bilbo loves it. He loves it, and he doesn't want Gandalf to take it away. And when Gandalf asks for the ring, Bilbo yells back, "But it's my precious." Why are you trying to steal it from me? And Gandalf responds and he says, I'm not trying to rob you. I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to rob you. I'm trying to help you. You know, the second verse I wanted to reference is, is staying on that delight. You know, that, that passage from Isaiah 44 says that we put our delight in these idols and it pays us back nothing. But Jesus, Jesus says, where your in the in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, "Where your treasure is, your heart will be also." What you delight in, that's exposing what your heart is. And so he says, "Therefore, seek first the kingdom of God, and all else will be given to you." Treasure first the kingdom of God. Treasure first Jesus and as the King in His kingdom, in His world, in His work, and all else will be given to you. The only way to to um, to, to stop, really, the main way to stop being busy, again, we'll talk more about this next week, is to, one, face it and ask yourself, what is it that this busyness is giving me? 
And then second to, as it says in Colossians 3, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are of the earth. Um, I want to also reference 1 John. You should go, go read this. 1 John 2, verses 15 and 17. It talks about the difference between someone who is of the world and someone who is of the kingdom of God. And the, the way that, that John, the author, describes the person, the worldly person, the person who is of the world, sets his sets the desires of his flesh, the desires of his eyes, and the pride of life, sets his his um uh, the, the like his main identity all on the world. So the way to be stripped of this idolatry, the way that we are um, uh, freed from this 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 epidemic of being too busy is to replace our loves and our desires and our affections on Jesus. For Jesus is the one who was all powerful and let it all go for us in love that we might be children of God. Jesus in his life and in his death and in his resurrection cemented for us a a place at the table for all eternity by faith. That we might live this loving, unhurried life, both for eternity, but also get a taste, a glimmer of it today on this earth. Friends, there is a, a way to be set free from the bondage of busyness. Examine why you're busy. Find your identity not in what people think of you because of your accolades and accomplishments, but because of what God says about you, that you are a child my beloved child in whom I love. Set your worth not in what you can do. You are not what you do. You are who God says you are. And the risen Jesus has died and has raised and has called you his own. We are his friends. Your worth comes from the precious blood of Jesus. The invitation is there, and we'll expound more on that next week. I hope this was encouraging to you. Go back and read Isaiah 44, 1 John 2, 15 through 17, as well as Matthew 6. And until then, we'll see you next week.